The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you've wanted to go behind the scenes with your favorite sports figure or entertainment personality, this is the show for you. Darnell has successfully bridged the gap between both and is ready to share his stories and his guest stories with you. Now, here's Darnell. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Welcome to another episode of Outside the Spotlight. I'm your host, Darnell Autry, and I am joined with my guy, as always, my co-host, J.D. Harris. What's up, baby? What's up, What's going on, man? Chilling, chilling, chilling. Man, so, as usual, you know, thank you, Grant. Appreciate all your help. Grant's our writer. He writes these things for us every week, because... Goodness knows who knows what kind of nightmare mess this would be if we had just Absolutely. had to talk. <laughs> we just had to talk about anything and everything that happened and organized chaos. Yes, no doubt. So Grant, as always, appreciate it. You the man. Uh, so I, I got to say that uh, this week has been a bit uh, uh, in the sporting world, a bit bit somber. Um, you know, and and I, it's it's really it's really. Uh, it's really hard, I think. Uh, obviously, we're talking about Junior Seau. Uh, I heard about it uh, in the morning. One of my coworkers was like, hey, you know, you heard about Junior? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Which Junior? And, you know, the story came out that obviously he committed suicide and shot himself in the chest. And, uh, and you know, I heard about Dave Dewerson, and that, that hurt because he's a, you know, he was a Chicago Bear legend. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, this one, this one hurt a little, a little more. Because it was um, it, it was more relevant in the sense that you know, Junior Seau played right around the same time I played. I never played against him, he but was, he was but but he was a big personality. Yeah, he was the in fact he was the first game that was the first game I worked with with the Bears on the sideline was versus the Chargers with him. Right, and and you know and it's what a big personality. Um, what a honestly and truly, I honestly think I don't know what his personal life was, but on the field. And as a leader and as a teammate, he always seemed like he was a leader. He always seemed like he was a great teammate. He always seemed like he always did things the right way. Mm-hmm. He was a workhorse. He worked really hard. You know, and I know that, you know, it's a, it's a bit early to, you know, to, to even imagine all the chaos uh, that he was going through. Yeah, I, I mean, when I heard, it was surreal. I mean, you know, it was like, first thing was, not again. Second thing was because it was someone else a couple of weeks ago uh, kind of did the same thing. And with his personality, because he was very gregarious and always upbeat and a smile, uh, the, at the different events that I've seen him at, uh, just it was really unbelievable. And you know when they showed his mother out there crying. Uh, that that uh, that was tough, man. That I, I have to say. Um, I'm kind of a, 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 I guess we would just say a student of, 
human emotions or something. I mean, not not like psychologists, but I mean, I recognize when I see extreme joy. I recognize when I see extreme um, uh, um, relief. I recognize when I see um, extreme um, pain, right? Mm-hmm. And and this to watch her who goes on. She goes on on the ESPN clip. She goes on for about five to ten minutes, and you can just see the agony and the pain, and you can see. Um, how her brain is wandering through to try to wrap her mind around, you know, what what has happened to her. Yeah, because you can see, like, she even made who she even made statement. Whoever did this, right? Because it, it was just phantom, right. That Junior did something like that, and so many people. It, it made me think about uh, with some of these players how so many people depend. Their circle around him, especially a guy like him, he's probably taking care of all of his family and been a cornerstone for him. And so when you have someone that's probably been there financially, emotionally, things like that, it's, it's just unreal. And usually people don't even ask guys like that, how are you doing? I mean, you've been in yeah, similar shoes. Yeah, but I, I think I think you know this situation was a little different, I guess. And two two and a half years ago, I guess, or a couple years ago, he ran his truck off, or a year and a half ago, ran mm-hmm. his truck off of a cliff. Um, people were concerned then that you know it didn't add up as an accident. It didn't add up as you know someone that you know didn't do it on purpose, but it didn't wasn't ever it wasn't um, you know wasn't. Wasn't brought to light that yeah it was on purpose that yeah he tried to kill himself that that didn't that never came up there was some question people were like I don't know you know and then he was dealing with I guess some domestic violence I guess with his wife and again I, I got to qualify I don't know what the man's personal life is like I mean clearly it's a little more uh, in disarray than outside looking in yeah but but outside looking in as a player as 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 someone that watched him play as someone that uh, admired what he did on the field uh, what what a great athlete what a great career. You know, uh, he was really good on the football field. Very good. Twenty-year career. Yeah, that's 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 the real deal. And, and not only that, uh, they were just also st- stating the fact that you know he may have been going through some financial issues. Right. And, right. 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 And you try to you know you never judge a man, but you try to put yourself in that person's shoes. Right. And I know even as a coach, it's like if I'm. Especially if you've been around football as long as we've been and right. people like him, you know, he played 20 years. That doesn't include his four or five years in college. And right. then maybe how long he played in Pop Warner. Right. And then you in take high school, high and, school that, right. and, and stuff like that. So you take all those years into account. This is what he knows. And to no longer be out there with the group and, and then the financial changes and then the marital changes and you have all these changes and then not, you're you're not getting the accolades that you once did. Your pattern, your lively pattern has been disrupted and changed. And it's like, where do you go? I mean, I've often been concerned for friends that of the game that have coached and played, you know, right. or, you know, just like what happens when you stop coaching? You know, I've said this going back to it, and I don't like to repeat it, but going back to Joe Paul, I always felt, I was like, gosh. Where is there to go for it? Uh, I was like, right. the day that he quits, I'm concerned. Right, right. Um, I, I, I think it's uh, and and I've and I've talked about this before, and I think uh, Tiki Barber 
uh, you know, he came out and he, I think he wrote a book and all this stuff, and, and he was talking about the depression that happens. And I, and and I, I again, I, I was not on that level at all. Uh, I was, you know, I had long enough for, uh, you know, a ham sandwich and a, and a cup of coffee, and then my career was done. But I can only imagine the, um, you know, it, you do go through a life change, even at the limited time that I was in. You know, like you said, you played since you were eight years old, and all of a sudden now it's no longer a part of your life. Uh, it, 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 the, the, the transition can be really, really, really tough. And, and I think that, so, so more, I think more, and what, what, what struck me is more needs to be done to help them understand the transition to understand not just okay financially listen you're not going to be making this amount of money okay financially we, we get that there's no job that you can do from the nfl to the real world that just translates unless you somehow become a business owner and your company flourishes and does crazy things um, but it's rare it's very very rare uh, so there's nothing that you can do outside of football that'll give you that same financial thing i'm not talking about that nor am i talking about uh, the physical transition of, you know, uh, your body's gonna change. You know, you're no longer gonna be as physically fit. You're not gonna be as tight, so to speak. Uh, you know, because you, you, you won't work out as hard as you used to. You won't do those things. And so physically, you'll go through those changes as well. But I think not only just, you know, there's a lot of talk about the study that needs to be done about the concussions. That's, yeah, absolutely. That, that has to be done. That, that has to be done, if not more so now than ever. Okay, but the other part of it is the mental health, the mental health of these guys that come out that, you know, have all this new time, this new time in their hands. Um, These feelings, like you said, the feelings of, you know, no one no one cares anymore whether or not you get up or whether or not you're at practice or whether or not you're feeling good or whether or not you can start or whether or not, you know, are you partying? Are you drinking? Are you are you in good health? No one cares. Yeah, you've lost that structure. You know, yeah, you, and, you've and lost the structure key. part of it, too. Right. You yeah. lost the structure part of it, too. But the but the emotional part of people really caring about your well-being. Absolutely. But and I'm going to go back kind of to piggyback off your saying but and i think the structure has a lot to do with it because in, in so many ways you're told where to be at what time and almost you know set up the food and everything is right there in a lot of cases what you wear every saturday it's a lower graded it's a lower grade of the military, military. same kind of military yeah. thing that you you have a system you have a thing that you get into your life your life matters to the big machine. You know, yeah. you're a big cog in a machine and some cogs are bigger than others, but you're important to the machine. And you're important to the the bigger picture and and now you no longer are that. You're no longer part of the machine. Mm-hmm. You know, you're no longer part of the system, you're no longer part of the corporation so to speak. And so no one's calling you going, hey, Junior, are you all right? Is everything cool? Yep. Are you, how are you feeling today? You or know? when you need something, it's right then and there. And, uh, right. you know, it's like you don't have your dry cleanings picked up. All these things are being done. And then you also have the financial resources to, you know, support that. But, again, it's like, okay, going back to what you're saying. Okay, why weren't you at practice? Why aren't you here? Right. Or whatever you need it, if you don't know, because, you know, like in the real world, as we're finding out, if we don't know something, you know, before you could just call into the office or go into the office, say, hey, where do I get my clothes washed? Where do I get my car detail? Where do I get these things? You know, or, you know, and then you sit back with the guys 
and you shoot the breeze in the locker room. You guys go out to you dinner on Friday night. Yeah. You're, you are no longer, you're, you're not one of the team. You used to be, but you are no longer part of the team. That's not saying the guys don't still like you. That's not saying that maybe even they still hang out with you once in a while. But again, they have a different life still. They have, they have that football life still. And you're now outside looking in, you know, and, you know, for a lot of guys, it's it's extremely tough. I'm sure Michael Jordan went through, and probably still goes through that. Larry Bird still probably goes through that. Kim Lajuan. I mean, a lot of these guys will say, you know what, things are good, things are fine. I really like. I'm enjoying my time. But maybe you you don't know the truth. Only they know the truth. And, and you see, that's why a lot of them go right back to the game because that's the only thing that they feel they know, and, and, and it's a comfort level. And and then right. that transition of okay, once you even do that. If I'm a scout or a coach, you know, you're no longer the same. You're not the star. Yeah. You're still just a coach. You, you're, you're Michael Jordan that used to be the greatest basketball player of all time. And you know, you're Tiki Barber who used to be the starting running back for the Giants, but you are no longer, which means on Saturday, on Sunday, you don't contribute to the team. So we don't care as much about you. Yeah, you're not going to be the cover to. of the game day magazine. No, 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 and, no. And, and you saw, and I still go on, you know, Michael Jordan is a great example. Like when he was with the Washington in front office, and, you know, he couldn't take it anymore. So guess what he starts doing? Going down to practice. Oh, I'm going to show these boys. And then all of a sudden he comes out of retirement again. Right. And, and you do the, the it's Brett Favre, same kind of thing. Brett Favre walked away and was like, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. How, what life would look like after this. I don't know what I would do if I didn't do this, you know? And a lot of people have plans. They go, like, oh, you know what, I'm going to start a car detailing business or I'm going to start a, uh, uh, whatever, a gas station, whatever they want to do, but it will never be, it'll never be the same as it was when you were on a team. There was, or, and more importantly, it will never be the same as it was on a professional team. Yeah. And see, never having that experience, I just know how hard it was. After playing college football, right, like going and it's like, man, you know, no practice, no, you know, no spring ball. <laughs> it, it, it's like, yeah, it's like now, now what? And you're watching your teammates or friends that you know that are playing and 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 getting it done, and and, the, and, and you know the the cycle, the, the all the fanfare and all that stuff. That's a that's a big part of it too. But it's not as big as the individual himself as to how is he going to cope? How does he deal with it? And I don't feel, and I'm not saying I feel bad for them. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that more needs to be done to make these people, these gentlemen, the, and these ladies that come out of sports know and understand what the transition means, you know, plan accordingly and know that, you know, and I say this and I've said this my whole life, no matter what football will end, sports is going to end. Your body could only do so much. So now what are you going to do after that? And, and, and it's earlier than you think it's going to be. Oh yeah. It, it, you know, we're living a lot longer. <laughs> we're living a lot longer than, which is a great thing, but it'll end before you know it. And, you know, most of the time it ends before you're 30. Yeah. And so that's a long, that's a, that's a long life to live, you know, trying to figure it out. You know absolutely, what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to take a break. We're going to get back to talking uh, more sports, covering some new stories that came out, things that are happening, but, uh, I do want to say rest in peace, uh, Junior Seau, man. You, you, you know, you'll definitely be sorely missed from the game. That's for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Colonel Autry, OTS. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we're back. Thanks a lot, Phyllis. I appreciate that. Phyllis, <laughs> uh, And we're back. Uh you know, let's stay in the football world. Uh, things this year were getting, I mean, obviously, the Junior Seattle thing was a pretty big blow. But now, let's, let's get into this whole Saints noise. Good night. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, do you think that the suspensions were just? I'm going to be very honest with you. Right. I really felt like with Vilma, because there, there goes two ways to this thing. Mm-hmm. Because, there's word that that went out that said that he was asked to go say, hey, you know, to show a sign of leadership coming from players. I got 10000 on it. it was, that was kind of rehearsed. That's what's coming out, too. That he was told to go out and be, yeah, be and, the, and be the never, voice of the bounty. Yeah, but he never used his own money and things like that. I see. And, and so even with that, it, being a coach and being a player, it's like they want – I felt like the coaches are, to be honest, even though the players make more money than the coaches, the coaches are supposed to be the line of authority. Uh, and nothing can take place that's not allowed or enforced mm-hmm. by coaches. Being a coach, right. I've experienced that. Right. So I think that, I think Vilma's situation, okay, eight games, because what if Vilma says no? What if, what if it was the case that Yes, he said it, but he was told by Williams to say so. And he says no. What happens? Right. And he can't be the guy to narc. Right. That's the thing. Like that's that's the whole thing about this is that, you know, I and that and again, I I tell this from the very beginning. I'm really absolutely positively surprised that this whole thing even came to light because you know, what happens in a locker room stays in a locker room and that's the sacred ground. That just is what it is. I mean, that's facts. I mean, and you don't want to be the one talking to the media or anybody else, for that matter, about what happens in that locker room, right? So I'm surprised that it came out. So now, you know, no, if I'm Jonathan Vilma, no, I do not want the year suspension. No, I'm going to fight that, 
And I thought it was, I thought it was bigger than I, that I didn't imagine it was going to be a year, one. I thought maybe eight games. Mm-hmm. I thought eight games was going to be the max for everybody. It was going to range from two to, two to eight games, which is a lot. It's still half a season. I mean, that's a, that's a big number. You got, you, that'll impact any defense. That's a big number. Absolutely. But, you know, Roger Goodell did make a statement. I'll t- I will say that. I'll give him credit for saying, hey, listen, this is the statement we're going to make. Now, does he have all the information? Does he have all the accurate information? And, uh, you know, I think that they're going to appeal. I think it's going to be less than a year. I think it's gonna, they're going to knock it down and say, okay, eight games, and then everybody else will come down, two, three, whatever. It'll, go, it'll come down, I think. I, I agree. I think he's going to do that, but you have to get that boom statement. Right, Like exactly. that mouth shot. Right. And I really think, especially like in Velma's case, that, or like with the guys that's on other teams, you know, and they one of the statements they made was the fact that no one knew, uh, the players were not aware, supposedly, of the investigation or the warning that the Saints got as an organization. They didn't tell the players that. They just told the administration that right, but I mean, but I think the argument could be made that you know, obviously, you circle the wagons or whatever. But the bottom line is this: the bottom line is, is that we we want it out of the game. We need it out of the game. So I get the statement, right? The, you know, Goodell made a statement, and I and I hold other players, guys that are participating, to 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 do the right thing and say, you know what? Listen, we're grown men. We're not high schoolers. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not junior high guys. We're not college guys. We're, we're grown men. We make more money than you do. Uh, I, I'm not participating in this. This is not, this is not how I want to do things. As mm-hmm. a group. Now, the problem becomes is, is that you become that one person. You, and no one wants to be alienated in a locker room. No one wants to stand up and go, no, that ain't right. No, I don't want to do it. And then for fear that, you know, maybe somebody else will go, hey, we, you know, you ain't a part of us. If you ain't a part of us, then you against us. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be, you don't want no one to turn on you. At the same time, though, there's a lot of big personalities in the NFL. They didn't get there because they followed the group. At the same time, you know that there's only 32 positions or in some cases 62 yeah, positions. Yeah, that, that too. That, so did you buck the system? Because mm-hmm. you know that if you go across, you cross the wrong person in the NFL, you could be gone. Early. Right. And you do that and you get, you know, and the fear is, oh, I get blacklisted. I actually came out in the locker room and I said, hey, we're doing a bounties. You know, this this person goes public after he gets cut, right, or he gets whatever, and he's no longer starting all of a sudden. He comes out and goes, well, you know, they were doing a bounty. I don't want to participate. So that's why I got cut. Now you do that. Now you're now you're a cancer, right? Yeah. Now now you're not team, a team guy. Yeah, you're not a team guy. You and, know? And, and that's what I'm saying. It's, it's a, the double edged sword. It's a double edged sword that okay, hey, coach, come to you, hey, Jonathan. I really want you to be the the, the spokesperson. I think this is going to hype our defense up. I want you to be the leader of it. And he goes, great, I'll do it, coach. Because one, I want us to succeed and I want us to win. And two, you know. It, we've been doing some kinds of things like this all the time. Like in college, we yeah. did, you know, you know, whoever got the most sad. Yeah, I mean, that's what the stickers are really yeah. about. I mean, it's a reward system for knocking people down. You know, big hits, big interceptions. You know, big blocks. I mean, you fight, you know, pancake blocks. I mean, you get you get rewarded for that in high, in college and in and high, high school. school. So and in part, in yeah, exactly. Warner. So and in pop Warner. So you know, okay, Jonathan, we need you to do this. Great, you know, because that's because it's not a it, you know, okay, done. 
But now, like you said, I think that there is, there's going to be all kinds of new things that are going to come out. I do think that the NFL Players Association is going to fight this as well. They should, uh, because they work for the players and they mm-hmm. can't sat, sit idly by and go, okay, that's, that's all well and good, fine. You know? So I do think, I think that all of those suspensions will come down. I think. Now, if they don't, I mean, Jonathan Vilma just lost, I don't know, what, $2.3 million? They've already asked him to take a pay cut before this came out. Oh. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And you're like, 33, 30-something years old. Right, I mean, right. You're one foot out the door. Right. Well, here's the other thing, too, though, that, you know, I guess, yes, you could look at it like, you know, you only got a certain amount of years that you can play. You know what I mean? But at the same time, this is one less year of wear and tear, and you won't be, a, you won't be out there beating your body up. Mm-hmm. So, but, yes, you will be a year older, but you won't have the year of beating. But, again... But you if know I'm the Jonathan, NFL, they say, well, you're 35. <laughs> if I'm Jonathan Vilma, I'm fighting it to lower the number. And, you know, again, me me thinking and we thinking in our sports minds, I'm not outing anybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not saying, oh, you know, the coaches asked me to do this and I didn't want to participate. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fight to play this year. I'm doing things the right way regardless of because in the end, you know, it's wrong. It's wrong across the board. No matter who started it or who finished it or whatever, you know, it, it, it you know, but I'm not outing anybody. That's not happening. Yeah. I, and, and you see, you, let's it, go into another, another topic though, you know, it's staying in the NFL. You, you seem to think that the Washington Redskins, you, you can't stand, you hate what the Washington Redskins did. Oh, that's very insulting. I, to, to me, <laughs> and, 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 you know, this has been bugging me all freaking week. Watch your mouth. Freaking, Watch freaking. your I'm just mouth. A freak, uh, Zoe. Oh. All right. So anyway, uh, Washington, you already have Sexy Rexy on roster. And I knew, you know, yeah, you're going to get rid of Beck. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. I don't even mind you getting another quarterback like Andy did in the seventh or you get a free agent. But even if your intention was to get Cousins in the fourth round to trade down the road to get other people, you quarterback is a different position, just like kickers. It's, you have to handle them gently. Right. And to get two strong personality quarterbacks, it, it, you're going to cause a lot of strife and dissension that's not necessary, especially when you traded everything you could to get this dude uh, as your first-round pick. Right. And so now you're going to bring in Cousin, who thinks he should have been a first-round pick, and by some people believe he was a first-round pick or a second-round pick, mm-hmm. and now you have him sitting there right. and waiting there's nothing wrong with competition. Right. But you have to be wise in how you establish that competition. Right. And you had, I really felt like Washington had so many other needs to take someone with a fourth round. You know the value of that fourth round pick. Right. I mean, most of your key players, most first rounders don't last as long as your fourth and fifth rounders. Right. And to go for a this dual position when there's only one of them, there's only so many snaps. You have Sexy Rexy who knows the He's, system. Yeah. So you have a solid backup. He, Sexy Rexy could get you out of a game or two. Right. And then you get that athlete or whatever. Right. Free agent, seventh round, maybe sixth round. But the fourth round, come on, D. Right. Well, you know, 
I get it. I, I hear I hear what you're saying, but I think that you know, and and again, I heard a few people, not just you know, ESPN, but a few people that I've talked to and a few right, and no, nobody in the NFL. But I think that there was there was that mixed emotion. There was those mixed emotions of like, you know, why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense. You know, you know, cousins. You know, he's it's 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 too close. It's too much. It's too you know. But here's the other the other side of it for me is is that you know first and foremost it is it is most definitely a business, right? And I think that the the value down the line of what you can trade for cousins. Because you're right, I think they do have a lot of other needs, right? So, but 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 this, these are needs that are that are going to be growing as the seasons, as the years go on, right? So, I do get the sense that, you know, if you thought about it like, okay, I'm going to take him in the fourth with the hopes that he develops into a quality mar- puzzle piece. He's a, he's a quality piece, right? He just he he develops into because he's going to get some snaps because I don't know that Washington. I mean, I don't know that they're ready to go to playoffs with just RG3. I don't know. He's a runner. He's a lot like Vic. He's going to pull the ball down. He's going to run. If he gets dinged, he's going to get some tick. He's going to get some time, I think. So, you know, and Rexy, I think Rexy's going to be third after it's all shaken out. I think that. Right. Not wise. Not but, wise. But, you, but you take him, you get a value pick, and then down the line you can get two or three second or third rounds out of him. That made it worth it. But my thing is, why not get the people to keep RG3 healthy now and not even take that risk? Well, because we're, we're talking about getting two for one or three for one. That's Possibly. What That's what I'm saying. That's why you, you, you got to take nobody, the best value at that but time. But my thing is, he was valuable now, and no one took him in the fourth, except for Washington. Well, I think that he probably wouldn't have gone past the fourth. I don't think. I think again on value board, he was a second round. Yeah, well, he was a second round, first round in some people's eyes. Right. But no one, and and I know with football, and you're projecting down the possibility. But the last time this has been done goes back to Dallas Cowboys with Steve Wash and Troy Aikman, and Steve Wash ended up going to the Bears, and but it just doesn't happen because. I mean, the will doesn't have to be reinvented. There's certain things you just know. If you have fire and you have gas, it's not a good situation. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I I think that, um, you know, the bottom line still is that, you know, Washington, the coach Shanahan is a strong personality. You know how Shanahan works. I mean, Shanahan put Donovan McNabb off the map like he was like, like garbage, which was terrible, which I, you know, clearly horrible, right? So, you know, you got to believe that he's going to lay it down as it is. You know, he's not going to probably pull any punches with with RG3 or with Cousins. I think everybody is well aware of where they are, and I think that Shanahan will make that very clear. But I think that you take the value. I think you take the best picture on, pick at that time uh, with the concept that you're getting two for one down the line. But I felt like there were other people that could have been first and second round picks that address their need at that pick. Right. Well, that's the other thing, too, is that, you know, with this rookie camp, the, the, the cap now, it allows them to uh, uh, take more risks, move, make more moves, and not have to come out of the pay out of the pocket for a quarterback in the fourth versus 
you know what I mean, taking a, an offensive lineman or a guard or, or whatever. Or Michael James. Or the Michael James, right, exactly. All right, we're going to take another break. Uh, we're going to come right back with some more sports. We've got a whole slew of injuries that we definitely, definitely got to cover. we got college that we need to deal with, and then we'll talk a little bit NBA playoffs if we get to it. Playoffs? Right, we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back. OTS, Voice America. J.D. Harris. Darnell Autry. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Play ball! If you're looking to talk baseball, even in the offseason, look no further than the King's Corner Talking Baseball with former World Series champion Jim Lairitz. Jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show. He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner, Talking Baseball with Jim Lairitz is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. And we are back. So, J.D., got a question for you. See, yeah. he's, a, he's a trouble. Yeah, star. I got a question for you. What is the biggest injury? What is a bigger injury? Of course. Wait, wait, wait. Is What's a bigger injury? Derrick Rose tearing his ACL. Mm-hmm. Mariana Rivera tearing his ACL. Or Terrell Suggs tearing his Achilles. I'm torn between T-Suggs and Rolls. And probably because I like both teams. Oh, I like the Yankees, too. I would say one thing with pitching, you do have rotation, things like that. But even he's the greatest, he's greatest, of all, he's yeah. the greatest closer of all time. True. But D-Rolls, just like a pitcher, just like a quarterback, being that point guard of that team, stuff changes. Right. And how people def- – one player in basketball – can change an entire game. Absolutely. Uh, a pitcher can, can change at can. times, but you are also have several in there that's getting and good defense, things right. like that. T Suggs, he definitely changes how people play, but one thing I'll say with uh, Baltimore, they always have someone ready to step up. So I'm not, I would have to say D Rolls because you have that. Imagine the Bulls, 
Yeah, they went to the championship without Jordan to the championship game, but they didn't. Or they went to the uh, playoffs. Playoffs, right? They went to the playoffs. Uh, playoffs, playoffs lost the right. cha- uh, the division championship. Right, right. Jordan, they win it. Right. Uh, Rolls. He changes what? What a difference! Though. I mean, just watching the Bulls play is was just, was just it was awful. I mean, but it was just awful to watch. It was awful to see them just stand around, miss shots, throw the ball out of bounds. I mean, watching him in the in the stand, you know, up in the press box by himself, sitting by himself, you know, D Rose just sitting there, just shaking his head. I mean. D Rose is in the game. They have a championship. They have a chance to win the championship. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, and by all rights, I thought that they would win it. Right. I'm, I wasn't concerned with Miami. Right. I really felt because Derrick Rose changes things. So I have to answer your question. Right. Because I hate when people don't answer questions. Right. Hint, hint. Uh, so D Rose is the bigger of the injuries to me. What about yourself? Uh, I'm going to say that. You know, I, I I would I would agree I would agree that it's probably D Rose because again he's in there they win a championship right uh, the Yankees Mar- uh, you know Mariano I think it's a big deal because again he is 42 but here's the thing at the end of this year and I was watching ESPN and they were talking about it, and they were like well you know at the end of this year he retires mm-hmm. now that he's injured you get another year you get another year of him because he said I'm coming back right so. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what he's going to come back as. I don't know if he's going to come back. You know, better, bigger, faster, stronger, whatever. I don't know. If, did you see the injury? Did you see how he did it though? No, I just saw the fall. It was pretty. I mean, again, the other thing that I will note though is that D Rose got damaged in the game. Mariano Rivera tore his ACL shagging balls during pregame. What? Uh, what? <laughs> Terrell Suggs. Towards Achilles playing basketball. Well, no, they changed the report. It was actually during a conditioning test. Oh, okay. Because well, that's a contract issue. If contract. He d- yeah, because if he's if he's playing basketball, Not he don't cover. get paid. Yep. And if I'm Baltimore, I don't pay him. Yeah. Well, they Baltimore came out and said it was. Yeah, we gotta we gotta fix this. Yeah, we gotta fix this. Uh, but yeah, either way, D Rose does it in the, in the battle. Everybody else does it. Outside, so the impact, the impact that it has on your teammates, when you're not, when you're, when you're doing this outside of, you know, in the team conform, you know, what I mean, like, granted, Mariana was in there helping, and you know, I think that's kind of cute. However, it's no longer cute. But you also forgot about Amari, and that's the other thing. That's the other injury. But I don't think it's nowhere near on the top three of these injuries. But you're right. What? He hits a fire. I mean, they're, no, cause see, now they're changing it. They're saying that he swung his arm and he ended up hitting the fire, you know, fire extinguisher glass, and it caught him, and he broke his hand, and that's that. But he said something. He said what he did, and I'm going to say this. Yes, was it stupid? But in like ESPN show, Dirk uh, no, was kicking the it's stuff, over and, and a lot people. of people do that right. a lot. So it's just this time he got cut. Right. I mean, but it happens. All the time. Right. Is it the smartest thing? Like I tell my guys, don't headbutt each other and right. things like that. Don't do something to, dumb but that could cost To you. me, I think because of who he is, it's highlighted and the market that he's in highlighted. But the bottom line is this. 
it don't make a bit of difference for the for the Knicks. No, because you still they're, they're, they're not they're not they're not getting past the Heat. They weren't going to get past the Heat. Maybe they maybe Stoudemire's in there and they win one game for the first time. They beat the Heat for the first time this year. Maybe, maybe. But either way, the Heat's the Heat are steamrolling through them. But D Rose issue. Think about this. At that point, they were up. He didn't even need to be in a game. And then that causes some dissension between players and coach. Like, why is he still in the game? Right. You know, we're right. up. Right. I mean, then you get the guys talking, whispering. It's coach's fault. He shouldn't have been in the game. Right. No. Yeah. You, I guess you could go back. You could. You could go that route if you really, really wanted to. But I. I do think. I think you're right. I mean, you know, you get him. You know, they're up pretty big. You sit him down. Unless he's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm just going to continue to play the thing out. Whatever the case may be. Uh. But yeah, I do think D Rose is the biggest. That's the biggest hit. But he's been injury prone all year long. There's been a variety of injuries that have happened throughout. Um. You know, basketball based on you know the the short training camps and things like that. And I think that is an effect on a lot of different teams and a lot of different players. There's been a lot of string of injuries that have been, you know. Which they knew that going in. Which they knew, yeah, right. Just like with the NFL. Everybody was concerned. And you see it. Compressing compressing all the the, the season into this year, uh, compressing in the workouts, you know, know, getting into, you know, still trying to build up your conditioning and strength and all that going into the first game instead of being right there at your peak before the season starts, you know. It is what it is, you know. Uh, the suspension of uh, Rondo, let's talk and stay in basketball, the suspension of Rondo who chest bumps the ref because he's pissed. I, I mean, <laughs> that was not good for Boston. But, again, that's, a, that, big loss that's a big loss for uh, the one game. He's back today, I think, or they play tomorrow, one of the two. But it still goes back to it. Football, you can have three great people great players and still not be a good team. Absolutely. Basketball, you can have one star, maybe one guy can be a major difference on Absolutely. the court. Absolutely. I mean, that's why that's I think, what, football's the greatest sport. That's what I think in my head. I was just going to say that. I always think that football's the greatest team sport because it takes not just one. One person can't take over a game. And you can literally have a team of less less athletic people that can win a game if they're smart, disciplined, and structured. Right. I mean, we've seen that in the past with New England. Right. New England had receivers that couldn't start on most other teams. Look what Deion Branch did in Seattle. Right. He did what we did. Nothing. Right. He comes back to New England. He's a big contributing player. Play, He's a big cog in a machine, and boom. Teddy Bruschi. Boom. I mean, same thing. I, I'll say New England's great for that, and Pittsburgh. Any other sport? Baltimore's no. good at that too. too they, yeah. a, they put a defensive guy in the space and the hey, listen, you step up and do your thing. You know, we're going to be all right. We're going to be. We cover up. We can. You know, football gives you more latitude to cover up weak holes and weak spots, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not. It's not such a few. T- it's a bigger number, right? Uh, but I do think football is the. In my head, it always has been the greatest. You know, team sport. Uh, Smith is out too. Smith mm-hmm. is out for Atlanta. He's gone for three games, but again, I don't see Atlanta getting into, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, there's Atlanta and Boston, right? I mean, yes. I, don't, I don't see I don't see Atlanta getting past Boston. See, I, that game, uh, that series could go either way. Nah, at I think any it's moment. too much experience. And if and if your boy Ray Ray comes back, then it's it's it changes the fresh whole thing. Fresh legs, fresh yeah. legs, and he's, he shoots the lights out of things. And I'll tell you this. 
I think after watching Oklahoma, I think, and I told you this, I think they're the team to beat, period. They're young, they're athletic, and and they're unselfish, and, and they're hungry. They are starving, and they play like it. They play I, like they're starving. I, I agree that they're tough, but when it comes down to it, I mean, you can't discount the Lake Show. You can't discount uh, San Antonio, but the Lakers are long and big, too. And the way Bynum is playing right now. But here's the thing. you know, Oklahoma is a small, they're small, but they are athletic. They lead the league in blocks. And they're not a long and big team. That's the that, that speaks volumes, I think, about their athleticism and their balance. But history has shown a team with a lot of big men cause a lot of problems down the road, especially you getting into playoff series and in the pain I and take, foul trouble. And, and I'll tell you this. I watched Dirk against the Oklahoma. And I watched Kevin Durant shot, and I watched Dirk Nowinski shot. And Kevin Durant shot when he's on fire. Well, I guess when anybody's on fire. But his shot just in general is just sweet. Oh, yeah. He is just He got the juice on the thing. He just is. I mean, he just done. I mean, it's it's sweet. And he's, and he's long. I mean, he's got, what, a seven-footer, eight-footer arms or something? I mean, it's crazy. But you still have. Okay, so you have Dirk. Right. But then you look at the Lakers. You have Bynum in there balling, and you can't, you know, Gasol has been fairly consistent lately. Right. So that's another seven-footer. And then you have Mr. Kobe Bryant, and then a new point guard that is just... Sessions? Sessions. Fat, I mean... I just, I just, I, 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 I wonder, again, Bynum is, is, is not been battle-tested in that he hasn't been in a, um do or die situation he's been one of a group he is not I, I don't see him as the person that can take the, the center role and put the get the team on the shoulders and do his thing like he can take on I, and I just I, I think that is he a young he's a good young player absolutely I do like Bynum I do think he is but I think he's a bit inconsistent I that. think that and I think that when he's off he's off and he gets really frustrated and he does bad he does kid things because he's a young guy and I get that you know because when you're young you do you know you Start throwing blows and getting crazy, and, and I get that. I get that, and I do think that Kobe, to an extent, um, he, he's still the closer. He's still a force. <laughs> he's still Kobe Bryant. Period. He's still flat out Kobe Bryant. Now, is he taking as many shots as he used to? No. Is he? Is he? I mean, Durant won the scoring title what three years in a row or something like that. I mean, that's just his. And thing. Kobe could have taken it this year. He ju- he decided to sit. Well, up. he well the thing is he needs to. That's what I'm saying. Like he has to. In order for them to win, he has to get everybody else involved. He has to get he he can't he can't shoulder it for he, he, it just doesn't work. I I think when it, when it needs to happen, the the Black Mamba does what he needs to do. Right, but he can't do it from first quarter all the way through to the fourth. Speaking of that, I, I'm going to change. Go back to your boy LeBron, your favorite guy that you want to get some plastic surgery to look like. <laughs> Did you see that block on Carmelo that they called a foul where uh, uh, Carmelo went to dunk and LeBron just pinned it on the glass? Yeah. Yeah, Oh, my. That was. Goodness. And I'm not going to lie to you. I do think the Heat looks good. I think they do look good. But we're going to take a quick break, and we'll get back. We'll talk a little bit about the Heat and figure out what's going on in their head and whether or not they got a shot at this whole thing. We'll be back. Darno Autry, Voice America. J.D. Harris. We'll be back. 
your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. If you're looking for a radio show about boxing, you usually can't find one until you stop by the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to Outside the Ring with former world lightweight champion and U.S. Olympian David Diaz. We'll deliver the knockout punches with our guests as we go inside the minds of today's top fighters. We'll throw in discussion of other sports as well from time to time. Outside the Ring with David Diaz airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time noon pacific on the voice america sports channel sports have become a big part of everyone's lives today we all have that team that we live and breathe to follow we watch hours of football on tv play madden sports on our gaming system and our wives can't seem to tear us from the couch if this sounds like you or if you're a football wife who wants a few words we want to hear from you listen for life love and sports Featuring your host, Ron Dixon. Ron takes you inside the world of sports and finds out what you, the fan, are talking about today. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry. If you have a question for Darnell or his guest, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Darnell at DarnellAutry.com. Now, back to Outside the Spotlight. We're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up with a big strong finish with NBA playoffs. 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 Wait, we're forgetting about something. Yeah, I, I, your arch rival. Yeah, I know. My, I, 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 don't want, fa- I don't. I don't want. I don't want to bring it up because. But, but, but we got to. We have to do work. But people would think that I'm. Just, no, I'm hating on him. Well, no, I'm gonna say it, and it's tough because I've actually babysitted the, or watched this guy before. I don't want to hate on him, but uh, it's only fitting. We, we, our job is to do what? Yeah, I guess report the news. I guess. All and, right, go and, ahead. And Tommy Reese, I am shocked. Love him. Known him since he was a little boy. Worked for his dad at Chicago. He, I mean, he's the reason why Montana's kid left. They lost two quarterbacks because he came in and played at Notre Dame. But talk about the dome. They just can't, they can't get anything going. And so you know that his career at Notre Dame is over. So maybe you come to ASU or somewhere like that or Northwestern and play. I bet you goes to Northwestern. We don't want him. How much? <laughs> we don't want him. Is daddy working there? We don't want him. I, I, I guarantee We you. don't want you, Tommy Reese. No. I, I didn't bring it up. I mean, he got arrested this weekend, this past weekend, for four misdemeanors, got, gets drunk, alcoholic, got drunk. Was fighting police, ran from the cops, assault. He's got all these pepper sprays. He got pepper sprayed, all that. He got binocular. Yeah, he got binocular and yeah. all that. Uh, I wasn't going to bring it up because I didn't want the Notre Dame people to think that I was hating on their squad. But man, uh, I'm a Notre Dame fan. Come so. on, get the life, the Golden Dome. That that you know that Irish nation is not the fighting Irish nation is not awesome right now. I they think not, Kelly, the, he's gone after this year. They are not doing. Uh, and again, I, I'll say this. 
that it is strange when Notre Dame is not making noise on the football field, when they are not ranked nationally, when they're not the, the cornerstone that they are in the college college world. When they're not the cornerstone, it's a really strange year, and you just never know who's doing what. Because, you know, now I think the younger younger generation has no idea how good Notre Dame Notre Dame has been and what kind of record they have. Going back to Parisian and... Uh, I mean, they've had some legends. But think about this. Before now... Notre Dame football players didn't get in trouble. This is the second quarterback because Montana's son got in trouble last the year before with the, dealing with alcohol. And again, I think that's the only the second time it's actually been reported. Boom! I said it. Yeah, I said it. I think there's a cover up for Notre Dame players. I said it. Hater. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I don't know. I don't really care. I don't know. I don't care. I think you you do bonehead things. You suffer the consequences. Good luck with that, Notre Dame. Figure that out. Yeah. Figure that out. I mean, you know, I, I, again, I'd love to feel bad for you, but I don't because, you know, if he's a numbskull and he's an idiot, then maybe you need to figure that out. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Good things happen to bad people. Maybe. I mean, bad things happen to good yeah, people. Yeah, that, that too. That's that too. Yeah, exactly. Birdie and slip. Yep, exactly. Well, again, I think you do dumb bonehead things as a young kid. I get it. You make mistakes, but you suffer the consequences. That's what it is. All right. So now that we've done with our my little hating session and your... Uh, I don't know what session you 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 just did with that, but Reporting all right. The truth. So okay, so we're running. Let's run through the playoffs really really quickly, okay? Bulls, Sixers. Who wins it? It's one one now. Bulls. Oh God, no! I think Sixers win it without Rose. Their hearts pulled out. Uh, Heat, Knicks don't even play. Three zero. I mean, it's Heat, getting hot in yeah, here. Yeah, Heat's blow them away. Uh, Pacers, Magic. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, Pacer, I, I mean, that's really? a that's a toilet bowl. That's like yeah, yeah. bowl. I don't. I don't know what kind of bowl it is. It just, it's not good. Pacers winning. Okay. No. I mean, even even with Howard in there, I I did that. don't care because again, he's, he's not in. He yeah, has. Surgery. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, even if he wasn't, I don't care because yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't matter. He, he, he would he's meet tired me out. Yeah, yeah, he wore me out. I'm done. Celtics, uh, uh, Hawks. Um, man, I, I think the Celtics are. I don't think they're too old. I think they're they're right on pace. I think they're a veteran team. Going with my family, going with the Hawks. Yeah, well, I think I think Celts. I think Celts pulled it out. I just think that they're just too much, uh, uh, too much veteran uh, stuff in it. Who wins? Who wins the East then? The the East is won by the Heat. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's Heat. It's Heat Celtics in the in the finals. Is that is that how that works out? Uh is that how it's gonna? Well, it go, no, it'll work out. Heat, Celtics, second, and then no, it'll be Sixers, Celtics, and then Heat, and whoever wins the. That's too Pacers. confusing. I'm just going with the, <laughs> the division champion. Yeah, the, okay, the okay. Heat. So the Heat winning. I think it's Heat, Celtics, and I think it's a hard fought battle, and I think the Celtics pull that out. Uh, okay, Spurs, Jazz. Spurs are up 2-0. Keep it going with the Spurs. They yeah, have unbelievable jazz. culture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thunder and Mavs, man, I'll tell you what. I, and again, I was talking to you about this at, at, at the break. I do think that the Oklahoma is the team to beat in the West. I think that. They're so, athletic. They're, so you picked the Thunder? Yep. I'm going with the Thunder versus the Mavs. Okay. Now, wait. Okay. So now, what about the Lake Show? Lake Show and Nuggets. The Lakers. Okay, so Lakers. I mean, the Black Bomb is no joke. He's 
the truth. Uh, Meta World Peace, his suspension. Again, let's talk about that really briefly. Dumb. Just dumb. But Just dumb. I have to say this. I was quite entertained by his interview. Like, he said it as if he witnessed the elbow, but he wasn't part. <laughs> he was like, wow, that elbow was vicious. I was like... He like he was right, a third like, party. Right, like he like, watched like, him took fell out yeah, of his body. Yeah, he's like, ooh, it, 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 did you see his face? Yeah, he was like, ooh, that elbow was vicious. I was like, wow, he, he might have some mental. Man. Yeah, he well, he does. He's got some mental un- instabilities that need to be addressed. Immediately. I'm glad he's. On, I would be. I'm glad he's on my team. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, Grizzlies, uh, Clippers. I'm going to Lob City. Yeah. I like Lob City. I like Blake Griffin. I think he's, but again, I think more, there's more and more grumblings about him having to step up and really start getting angry at the kind of fouls he's getting because he's getting roughed up. People know that he's going to dunk on him, so they, they grab him, they beat him down, and he hasn't, he hasn't fought back yet. But when, when he it does, does, it's going to be, it's going to be ugly. Oh man, he might do some serious jump punches on some people. It it's might gonna be, be shattered jaws. Oh every man, day. it's gonna be a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. But I think he's smart enough to know the difference. All right, who wins the West then? The Lakers. Man, I don't, I don't see how. Well, uh, first of all, the next rounds are gonna be amazing. You know, you got San Antonio. Thunder, Lakers, and Clippers coming out of that. That's gonna be that's gonna be great matches matchups across the board. All of those could go seven games, and it could be entertaining. I think the NBA is loving that. East not so much. East they don't love that that I much. I think but. we should take a take a trip out to L.A. and catch one of these games. I mean that would be awesome. I mean real talk, that's amazing. I mean that's that's a great West battle out there, and, and who knows? Maybe they may beat themselves up, and the Heat may come out there and run wreck shop on them. Uh, one thing I thought was really interesting that uh, Grant found the most sold jerseys this season. D. Roser. But you know what surprised me is number two is Jeremy Lin. And we talked about this. Yeah, exactly. Why are you surprised? Yeah, I don't know. I understand. When Kobe's number three, LeBron James is number four, and Melo is number five. Man, not good. Uh, and I guess apparently... Going to see Avengers this weekend? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm seeing it Monday. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. I don't think I've seen it all, but we'll see. I don't know. Well, I appreciate you all listening and joining in for Absolutely. this amazing show. What? What? I just called the show amazing. It, it is, is for us. Yeah, it is for us. Uh, we appreciate you all tuning in. We'll be back next week. Um, same time, same place, right? I was like, did you forget your name? No, no, no. Darnell <laughs> 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 no Autry. J.D. Harris. Voice America OTS. We'll be out. Thanks for listening. Outside the Spotlight with Darnell Autry can be heard live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Come back next week for another exciting show.